Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Caged In Podcast. I'm always your host, Petrus Pat Silvers, and this is the best, least informed Nicolas Cage podcast out there on the interweb for you to have a little listen to. This week, I'll be talking about The Sorcerer's Apprentice. I'll be joined by my very good friend and label boss now, Max Cleworth. He owns a small independent record label called ugly twin check them out all the details will be left in the show notes and you can find them on twitter as well at ugly ugly twin rex so check all that out give them a follow and enjoy this episode but before we get going with this week's talk of witchcraft and sorcery we have my old friend the anagram hunter back with another anagram to see if there is any little clues to whether this film is enjoyable or not and the anagram this week is there are nicer prospects so that is the sorcerer's apprentice there are nicer prospects well have a listen and find out if there are nicer prospects than watching this film Just have a little listen to this episode and see what me and Max make of it. You can, as always, find The Anagram Hunter on Twitter at Thomas underscore W underscore Hunter. And he is there to supply you with all your anagram needs. So obviously listen at the end where you can find out what my opinion is. Is there nicer prospects than watching The Sorcerer's Apprentice? Cast your mind back to 2010. Nicolas Cage is fourth outing with the Disney company, and he's this time playing a sorcerer. His third time working with John Turtletaub, and his first time working with Alfred Molina and Jay Baruchel. I'm, of course, talking about The Sorcerer's Apprentice. I'm not, however, talking about this film on my own. I have label boss and more importantly my best friend max cleworth how are you today mate hello i'm good it's the first day since lockdown i haven't had a shower so i absolutely fucking stink but other than that all kushti perfect yeah i'm i'm still i'm still sans shower at the moment so maybe i'll have one after this record i don't know if this record goes on uh 
long enough, we may feel really important because we may be applauded by the masses. That's a, I was almost hoping for that, and I feel like it probably will. I mean, if it, like short, short, yeah, it's, it's 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 a sort of near two-hour film, so I feel like it will last at least forty minutes. But yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, maybe we could time it right when when like uh, you know, there's there's obviously a particularly epic part which happens in the film. That'd be pretty fucking sweet. Or or or, or yeah, just um, just one of us tries to line up something witty profound or extraordinary <laughs> at like a minute two and time it perfectly and just hear the nation rip roarously applauding is what i guess what 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 every podcaster wants because at the end of the day all we are is just little sad men in their bedrooms recording trying to find a following on the internet which kind of brings me to uh this film and before before we get into sorcerer's apprentice uh obviously people if you cast your minds right back uh max was actually the first ever guest on caged in when we talked about vampire's kiss but i don't think i asked you then so i'm gonna ask you now are you a nicholas cage fan uh yeah i am me and um me and our friend uh, Seb often have had the, uh, the the conversation how, although he's been turned into like a, a meme, I don't know, he's still decent. He's still like, uh, he's still really, really convincing in what he does. It's um, He's good. Obviously, there's there's some, uh, you got to shovel through some shit to get through to, to the good stuff. But yeah, he's, he's decent. Well, yeah, the thing, the thing with that point is um, at the end of the day, I look at it like he is just, a workman at the same time and obviously everybody's got bills to pay so sometimes i don't know a a great film isn't going to fall upon your desk all the time so you may have to take something that isn't as good but is still going to pay the bills yeah yeah exactly and he's uh he's i think he, he seems like the sort of guy who's got a lot of uh a lot of bills to pay. That obviously there's that infamous interview where he's uh, he's quite literally splashing the cash. So yeah, he's uh, he's got he's got to provide for his uh, for, for that somehow. Yeah, it's that, and um, well, he's he, he's known for extravagant expenditures, whether that be uh, dinosaur skulls, very very limited like early editions of comic books. I think at one point in the two thousands. He owned something ridiculous like 15 properties, um, two of them being castles in Europe. Of course. Yeah, one of them. So on brand. One of them being a castle in Bath. Um, which, yeah, brings me to this film because obviously this kind of delves in that world of castles and royalty almost, but more importantly, from the like Arthur story, Merlin. And this is where we start the film, right? With 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 Merlin. Yeah, in seven forty AD, uh, I think it said in Britain. Um, yeah, I was a bit 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 disappointed. There was no no mention of any any Archimedes uh, or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, way back in the day. I thought I was going to have like a pretty uh, profound point and uh, sort of find find a spanner in the works about like, oh shit, if he spent like you know. If it, it, he, he's not he's not American, like how's 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 he got an American accent? But then, yeah, thinking about it, he's uh, he ends up in America and he's lived through that entire you know transition to America becoming the country. So that 
completely fucked my point up. <laughs> well, this film kind of like starts off with it's a lot of information very quickly, isn't it? Like it's a lot of like yeah I, f- I feel like they could have had like a film just based on the on the on the on the, like, and they could make a prequel film and that would be just as like fuck they would be just as mad yeah like i like i'll ju- I'll, I'll i'll jump here this film kind of feels like they were setting up for some kind of franchise or, or sequel and we'll get to as to why later but it's it's bizarre because we learn straight away that the the foe for this film essentially is going to be like the the biggest of the baddest because it's it's set up very early on that way back when there were there were two rival factions and it kind of goes throughout the whole whole film and it's you're either a Morganian which is the the evil she was like this like grand high witch or you were a a, a millennium was it a, a, a yeah millennium millennial yeah it did it did sound like uh, millennial yeah. I was like, oh, oh okay okay this film, <laughs> this this feels a bit um a bit before its time uh and it's a very bizarre concept of what happens because Mor- morgana manages to like suck the life of or no she kills merlin she kills Merlin with the assistance of um, Matey Boys. Uh, well, because Merlin, Merlin's got three three assistants, right? He's got uh, he's got uh, the the lady. What's her name? The well, he's got Balthazar Blake, obviously, who is Nicholas Cage's character. Yeah, and Veronica, and Hallgar, Veronica, and Hallgarth, who with a name like that is obviously going to be the uh, the evil one, uh, and then. So she she gets Horgarth on board, and then uh, she kills Merlin, and somehow Veronica sort of sucks her like soul out of her or something, or like you know yeah. does something kind of not really explained all that much, <laughs> I don't think. Uh, and then Nicolas Cage puts them in a Russian doll, right, called a Grimlock. Yeah, and this is kind of like this is the big setup, and you kind of know from this point on that. Some like things are going to transpire, and it's going to be again a battle of good and evil. It's it's a trope we've seen so many times, and especially like around this time in in like film history, like or the, yeah, what seven forty AD? Well, no, no, in in, in, <laughs> in just the the two thousands. Obviously, this would have been like the year the final Harry Potter film would have come out. This would have been the same year as like Percy Jackson, Percy Jackson, and the Lightning Thief. Like yeah. all those kind of like aimed at young, aimed at like preteens, like teenagers almost, and they they're kind of dabbling in the world of magic and and witchcraft. Whereas like I found, I I personally found like to get to get yeah to get my opinion out there like of this film is that like there's so much you see in this film that is done so much better in other places yeah i mean it's 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 that thing where like you 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 ever seen those like uh those like articles where it'll say like films came out at specifically the same time like ants and bugs life and like that sort of thing that it really really does feel like one of those when this is definitely the shark tale to harry potter's uh finding nemo or whatever yeah well i i think this may be one of them 
I believe I will I will whilst we're talking when it comes to me what the what its kind of companion film is uh okay I will I will shout it out but with with the plot we kind of then they're trapped in the Russian doll and then Balthazar kind of goes on this quest to try and find basically the one try and find that the the Harry Potter the the neo the kind of the golden child that will take uh, the, the, yeah the, the the misfit in in like in real life who's gonna have his uh his 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 day when this mysterious sort of like dragon ring sort of fits him i guess well yeah and there's a thing about that dragon ring it's the type of thing you would get in one of those like mystic shops you know that sell like incense uh you can buy crystals yeah. you can probably buy a, a pack of like magic the gathering cards and well, like, a lady with, a, a lady with purple dreadlocks would sell that ring to you basically yeah or like you'd be able to get like those you know those posters that like if you look at them slightly and I'll, and the, the the pictures on them would be like like it would be Mer merlin with a, i think i had one as a child because i was like wow it's like kind of iridescent -y, like poster always came in a frame i i bought mine in far weirder circumstances i think i bought mine from a guy who came to our door he just had a bag full of all these pictures i bought like a merlin one and a uh, looney tunes one uh <laughs> think of that what what you will but um so yeah we jump we kind of we kind of see this montage don't we of of Mer of uh balthazar going through trying to like are you are you the one are you the one and it's like yeah to, to, to like a hundred different sort of like young uh like young kids i guess from all different uh parts of the globe that's made uh pretty obvious with the you know you can see like the, the pyramids you can see like all different like like cultures basically throughout time um and unfortunately none of them are the one well the the, the, the thing is with 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 that is that like it's just a bit weird, isn't it? It's just a bit weird, this kind of guy. Like, within 10 minutes of this film, we have a guy who's been alive for centuries accosting, like, a boy and locking him in a shop when we get introduced to uh, Dave, uh, the, 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 like, protagonist of this film. He He's on a school trip, and he chases a bit of paper, Right. Yeah, so he fancies this girl. Uh, he's, 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 I think he's cool at this stage, Dave. Um, he, he writes like, "Do you want to be Dave's girlfriend? Uh, like tick box for yet yeah, uh, for girlfriend or tick box for like friend?" And um, you you don't see what it uh, you don't actually see what it says, and it it magically blows away. Uh, he, he writes it on a sticky note, and it seems to stick to like everything. <laughs> and I've had my fair sort of experience with sticky notes, and they never stick to anything. So <laughs> it must be magic. And then, like, he lures him into this shop, and like, again, this is probably five minutes in, and I don't. I think the pet, like, that is a thing with this. The pacing of it is just quite bizarre. In that, it it just throw like, do you know what I mean? It kind of has this big. It kind of just keeps stopping and starting at the beginning, like, because it kind of has this, and then we kind of like we've had this like thousands of year jump to like the year 2000 and we know this because of the, the soundtrack as you pointed out is 
Jimmy Eat World the middle. <laughs> <laughs> and he, like, I don't know, like, what is the shop he's in as well? What is that fucking shop that Balthazar seems to... Snoopers Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> for, for anyone out of uh, Brighton who d- doesn't get that reference, it is just a shop that sells bric-a-brac. Dust. I think to that, yeah, dust, bric-a-brac, and just absolute mad, mad shit. Just anything you can think you can get and anything you can think that you never wanted, you can probably get it in Snoopers Paradise. Um, but, like... He then opens, he, he opens the Russian doll, right? Well, he tries on the ring. It's a fit. Yep. Um, and then, and and then uh, Balthazar nips upstairs or downstairs uh, and like somehow opens this weird like magic, like cupboard thing with his fingers. Uh, and then to get like a book of like scrolls or something, which, which I think he picked up in that montage in a bit of a hurry as he was running away from <laughs> Merlin's corpse, I guess. Uh and yeah, and then when it comes down, like it seems that the the like dragon ring sort of attra- it attracts that weird Russian doll, and it breaks through the wall. And obviously, Dave, being like you know a confident child at this stage, sort of picks it up. And um, the first the first layer of it's uh, it's yeah, the first layer of it sort of like sheds away, and uh, Horgarth comes out and starts fucking tearing the shit up, really, doesn't he? Well, yeah, and like. We then, like, it's just bizarre, isn't it? Because then we kind of, like, they... they uh, in, he comes out of being locked in this Russian doll for years, and then literally instantly, he, him and Balthazar are locked in just a massive fucking urn, right? Yeah, they... they, they yeah, so they have a big old battle in, um, uh, in the weird sort of dusty shop. <laughs> then... Um, yeah, then, then Balthazar, like, yeah, he's, he's there, like, run, Dave, or something like that. And then uh, as he leaves, he runs out, and, like, uh, he runs out, like, real scared, obviously, because he's about 10. Uh, I think there was a fire in there as well. And then um, he sees his teacher out there, which is pretty miraculous, because he runs away in New York, and it looks like he runs away, like, quite far. Uh, New York's a pretty fucking well, he goes, windy city. He goes full Kevin McAllister, doesn't he? He's just, like... Big time. He's, he's, he's out on the streets. He's, he's fucking... He's lost. He's lost in New York, basically. Um, <laughs> but he like, I don't like. We we get a cut to ten years, and this like has scarred him and hung over him. This incident because when he came out, he looked like he pissed his pants, and like, I don't think like the way he talks about it after this point is just quite bizarre. Like he makes it out like he's been through like hell. And he seems quite like well adjusted, really. Do you know I mean? He seems a bit nervous and a bit like ne- nebbishy, but like he doesn't seem like someone like the way he talks about it is like people have made his life absolute filth. Yeah, and like as well, it's it's he meets people in the film and they're, they're like, well, it comes to light that he's known like among the tri-state area or something as like i don't know david pissed his pants or something and it's i don't know everyone's pissed their pants man like i don't know i don't know how it's in america but i've had a very interesting uh, relationship (laughs) with ewan (laughs) and like i've never been known as maxi pisses his pants well it's that and like 
he obviously like they all think he made up this kind of world of witchcraft and wizardry but mm. like we don't get to sit with that long enough we don't get to kind of like um people not believing him because it is literally instantly the moat like it happens it's, it's 10 years to the day so that is the day like we again we get a very quick thing of uh balthazar saying oh you don't want to touch that urn if you touch that urn you'll get locked in it for 10 years for like so they ha- they made a big point of being like it's 10 years to the day because that is the day that balthazar and horgarth are gonna be released from the urn yeah but also on 10 years fr- fr- from from that day it's his birthday and i swear it's not actually mentioned in the in the build-up to that that it's like well when he on the day he pisses himself that it's that it's his birthday but when he's like you know uh well basically you know he's, he's turned into a bit of a geek because one he's clever two he wears really nice flannel shirts and three he's got a misfit sticker on his like wall or something <laughs> so like but, but, but you don't know it's his birthday in the first instance and i would have like i it would have had much more of an impact on you as a child if you fucking if you wet yourself in public on your like birthday well or yeah something. and and it and it like put you in therapy for the foreseeable future and kind of yeah has made you this like nervous wreck like i kind of i kind of get it i kind of get why he would be in therapy i just don't feel like that the film really needed that it could just be like nobody believed me fine do you know what I mean not like <laughs> it's made me a shell of a man and like I can't, I can't, like, he's doing, he's doing pretty all right for himself. He's like, obviously, he's still in New York. He's now at university, I'm assuming, uh, mm-hmm. studying physics. It's, it's physics as well, because he lives in that, like, I don't, I don't know, he lives or he's, like, got that, like, rented space, which seems like, well, one, he said he gets it for free, and it's, like, the size of, like, a fucking train station underground. It is basically the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles lair. If any of you have ever like seen the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it's basically it looks like the set from that, and it's it, it, again, it's just like a thing of like they need they need a they need a place that they can train. Basically, oh, he happens to have it. He happens to have like the funding to be able to like just fuck around with Tesla coils, like like yeah. it's, like there's nothing. Like that wouldn't like be a massive drain on like the the fucking like bought like the what's it called the yeah like just the electricity's not going like do you know what I mean like, that would be, yeah. that would surely be draining like electricity on the grid like in that local yeah, area big time and he's just managed to like yeah do, do what you want mate do what you want like <laughs> and he, he he's he's far arsed about with this he's still hung up on a girl that like. The girl he fancied that he was like ten, or he bumps into her, or he said, I, "I kind of, I kind of didn't get that." Is he has he always pined for her, or did 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 is it just happenstance that exactly ten years? Like it makes it sound like he hadn't seen her since that day, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, I, I don't think he had, but at the same time, there's no indication that he was remotely sort of like still sort of uh, thinking about or anything like that i guess there's no like other indication that he's been romantically i mean as we as we've established he's one of those sort of like weird hollywood losers now he's actually probably quite attractive he's well dressed but you know there's no he's got no <laughs> there's no indication of his romantic life or anything like that 
So, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what's going with that, but it, it's, it, that's that's definitely the, the most believable thing in this film. <laughs> well, it is that thing of just, like, it happens to be a lot of, like, it's a film that relies a lot on coincidence. Mm. Like... It's, or magic. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, there is the magic, <laughs> but, like, for a film that deals with magic, why, like, for the plot to... Do you know what I mean? Like this, this whole thing. Be that dependent on chance, kind of thing. It's there, like if you've got the powers to pretty much do like not anything, but near enough. Like you've got the powers to do like an awful lot. You probably wouldn't base your plot around something which is well, yeah. Oh, like, that, that's plausible. Yeah. The thrust of this basically is him pining after her throughout the film, but learning that he is like a master sorcerer. He is the the prime. Um, millennial. millennial and he like and he's like it's basically uh, the karate kid meets Harry Potter is, yep, is, is, absolutely. is the way I'd describe this and like that's like a big chunk of the middle of the film is like just him and Balthazar Nick Cage just training right and I like I, I just want to quickly talk to you about like what do you think of like Nick Cage's look in this film? Like, can you describe to people how he's dressed? Uh, greasy. He's <laughs> uh, he's, he's wearing dad jeans and dad shoes and a smelly looking trench coat. Um, yeah, <laughs> and obviously, obviously, I, I don't know. He just looks a bit. He basically just looks like someone who has spent ten years in an ashtray. <laughs> Well, he looks a bit like he looks a bit like a low rent um, Van Helsing. Uh yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. He does big time with kind of like I don't know. I don't know if like whose whose choice this was, but he's kind of got this like grown out, dirty, greasy, like bleach blonde hair that's kind of like gone all a bit dusty and grubby. I'm not sure if that's like. No, I'm trying to think. His role before this, no, it's it's definitely got to be a hairpiece. I'm not. If that was a hairpiece, why choose that one? I don't. What well, I don't know. I don't. Obviously, I'd have to look at the like recorded like the filming schedules of of these films. But I know in Kickass, he also has like blonde hair. So possibly this was filmed first, and he had bleached his hair. Because I'm pretty sure around this period, I've seen photos of him kind of with like outside of films with that dirty blonde hair and it's uh, okay it's a it's a buzz it's a bizarre look right yeah big time man i mean he, he just looks so um i agree yeah he just looks kind of untrustworthy and weird <laughs> <laughs> so on the... yeah he's like he he he, he gets to when he sort of when they come out of the the big urn thing, they first of all, Matey Boy comes out. Um, Hogarth, a oh, Hogarth, sorry, comes out. Hogarth, Hogarth's the name of the kid from the Iron Giant, right? Uh, I've never seen the Iron Giant. Oh shit! Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, right. So Hogarth comes out first, and he's in this like this uh, this couple's house, and then like the the guys there, like, oh, you never sp- should have spent so much money on that heap of trash or whatever it is. And uh, then, like, yeah, he comes out in a big blaze of, like, dust or, like, maggots or something. Uh, and then he 
I don't know, he's there like, am I the first one out? So and then he finds out he is. So he lobs the uh, the urn out the window. And then you think this is going to be the end for uh, Balthazar? Obviously not. Obviously it's, don't know, it's, 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 it's as epic as you'd think with a, 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 a Nicolas Cage in a Disney film. And he gets out of the urn mid sort of uh, plummet and uh, just holds onto like a wall, doesn't die, goes finds. Uh, then I think he just goes and finds Matey Boy, right? Well, before he goes and finds Matey Boy, he looks to like I think it's the Chrysler building, um, and like mounts to the top. Like yeah, he, he gets to the top of it. I'd, I'd I'd love if there's a deleted scene of him like just taking the stairs or like take <laughs> taking the lift. But I imagine he like he uses magic to get himself up there. But like he turns one of like the the gargoyles on the side of the building like this kind of metal eagle. He just he just uh, like animates it and make like flies flies to Dave, who's at this point being chased by Horgarth and a pack of wolves. Which... Oh yeah, because because his mate's got that like metaphor about like you know he's not going out on his birthday. So they're like like you need to be like one of the pack. You need to hunt. You need to like mate or whatever. And then uh, so then he turns yeah he he he, he, he makes some chase but like get chased by wolves. Fucking savage in New York as well. <laughs> I actually did um, some research on this film as I do with all of them because that's kind of my job as the host of this podcast. But. Um, those wolves, I'm not like it's. It says that they were like ridiculous. Like I think the wording here is they were overwhelmingly tame and affectionate creatures. So they had to track points painted on their faces so they could actually CG angrier looking faces on the wolves. <laughs> it would have been so much better if they were just like wolves walking around smiling. Yeah, like. <laughs> Hey, get get back here, Dave. Get back yeah, here. Please. Tell us where the Grimlock is, fella. Um <laughs> So he like I like I don't I, I don't really want to like just go forensically beat for beat through this because I just feel like there's like there's not enough like do you know what I mean? Like it's a very formulaic film. Yeah. And I think there's like a big point. There's, there's certain points that like we could talk about for ages. In that, like, he kind of has this confrontation. Again, it's very quickly that he's like on board. In the same night, this happens. He's chased by wolves. They end up in like they end up teaming up. He's not really told why he's the like that he's the premillennial yet or. And like by by Balthazar, and then the next thing you know, they're in fucking Chinatown, in a like uh, acupuncture like. Yeah, because uh, I th- I think we forgot to mention this as well. But when, in the Russian doll, like one of the layers of it was um, this guy. I think it might have been like a Chinese guy or something like that, like a Chinese warrior. Like he was in it as well. Sun, um, Sun Lock, yeah. It's kind of all of the big bad throughout history. Well, it doesn't really seem like that many either. Like, in the film, like, it kind of sets it up in, like, the start. Like, it would be epic as well, doesn't it? Like, Mm. it's kind of like any bad force that's ever been in the world has been trapped in this. We only see, like, four bad guys. Unless, unless, like, they were just holding off and being like, 
well, actually, no, the Grimlock works like this, and there's actually <laughs> some, some more bad guys that we're going to roll out for the sequels. Roll out like Genghis Khan and Hitler and stuff. Exactly. Really that, yeah, that would have, like, imagine that. That would have been terrible. Well, <laughs> because one of them that they do wheel out is actually a, like, a character from history. Like, uh, the young girl. Um... Oh, yeah. So, yeah, there is a young girl called, I believe the name may be Abigail Williams. Okay. Um, who is actually the first like woman in history, or yeah, the first the, the first female in history who was tried in Salem for being a witch? Oh right, okay, that get, that that explains the sort of you know dodgy get up, really. So for me, like it would have been really cool if they had kind of like played on like mysticism throughout history. Like I don't know. Uh, Rasputin could have been a good one to have in there. He was supposed to be like a kind of mystic, scary fucking creature as well. I'm not sure if you've ever seen yeah. photos of uh, Rasputin, despite the fact he does he does look like he could live in East London very easily. Kind of, is it like is 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 he a Russian wizard or is he a hipster? We do not know. Um, but yeah, we kind of. Well, that, that that little girl was only in it for about like five minutes as well. Well, yeah. I, I, I... So so many people are, are definitely vitally underused in this. Like her being one of them. Like just that character. Another is the fantastic Toby Kebble, who kind of uh, plays uh, Drake. I believe his name is not not the Drake. Not that. Not the. Uh, <laughs> left foot slide, right foot do whatever. I'm gonna do a song for TikTok because I'm a sellout. Um, not that Drake. No, I'm talking, of course. Uh, his name is Drake Stone. The kind of Chris. Oh, mate. He's supposed to be like a kind of Chris Angel type, like uh, Las Vegas magician performer, right? Yeah, this 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 annoyed me a little bit because I was thinking like, oh fuck, like uh, you know, I was talking earlier about how um, you know when when Americans do like a British accent, it's they're like, oh, it just sounds so overly British and it's it just sounds real real poo basically, and it's like, oh, I mate, like I thought that was that was an example of that, and I was there like, that's matey from Dead Man's Shoes, like he's actually class uh, and he's just British, so that was a bit of a fucking kick in the teeth. Well, yeah, he w- weirdly like he's been in some fantastic like fantastic films I've so not like so much so you said Dead Man's Shoes he he plays uh Rob Gretton in um Closer the uh, is it Closer the Joy Division film um oh yeah 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 he plays he plays Joy Division manager he's also in a uh, guy Richie's Rock and Roller like he's he's decent really really good and but in this he kind of plays like I guess it is the character but like for me, straight away, I was like, he's channeling Russell Brand. Yeah, absolutely. Big time Russell Brand. This kind of pompous, like, God complex, like, performer who, like, kind of is is getting by on the skin of their teeth, really. And it's more pomp and charisma than maybe, like, actual flair and talent. And But, like, again... We learn because Horgarth goes to recruit him, like Balthazar has recruited Dave as his apprentice. Thus, 
the yin. To well, hang on, wait, wait. He gets he he gets he gets the uh, he gets the advice to recruit um, uh, this uh, this stone character like from from someone at a takeaway, which is not mentioned again. Like he got he got like he sees the guy like flipping burgers and he's there like oh I haven't seen that staff in like ages like talking about um, all our staff and he's there like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've got this guy for you. It's like no, that guy's like, I don't know. You'd think he'd be a sort of like a guru for the baddies or whatever, but he's just not like spoken about. Yeah, him, yeah, like it's this. It's very weird, isn't it? And considering this, this film does lead for like it does very much in the way of like your pirate. Like for me, this is like sub Pirates of the Caribbean kind of like sub like na- like national treasure like they wanted they wanted franchisability they wanted like longevity but the world that's created isn't rich enough and there's not enough like kind of there is no ex- it, it feels like there's no expanse out of the world that you're shown of like a, a larger world of like mysticism and uh, magic. It, it it almost feels quite contained in that the characters we see that are using magic here are the only people on Earth that can use magic. Or if we fa- if we feel like it, we're just going to introduce someone who like like there was there's there's no explanation for like there is no explanation as to how or who taught like stone that he like yeah Drake Stone. That he had magic, or are you like? Yeah, yeah. Or there's no thingy that you're you're born with it, like, or like what bloodline he's supposed to be from? Because we, yeah, we we learn that um, Dave's bloodline is that of Merlin's, but we don't learn about any anyone. We don't learn that his bloodline, like, it would make sense if he was of Horgast bloodline, but he was put in the Grimlock years ago, or. Oh, there's no, there was no there was no that yeah it was, there was no reveal that he was from that bloodline. It's just it just makes no sense to me. Yeah, there's no there's no like uh, yeah there's 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 no like parallel which would have really sort of like backed up the ying to the to the yang as you were saying. Uh, it's it's bizarre. Like yeah, I'm reading my notes here and like this film was largely Nicolas Cage's idea to be made. Oh, uh, yeah. Shock. Well, apparently he wanted to like explore a mystic world with a magical character, and like, well, well, he explored a, a regular world with a magic character. So half points there, Cage. Yeah, that is like that, that. You make you make you make a valid you make a, a very valid point there. Uh, it's just that I don't. I, I don't, I don't know, because like the kind of thrust of this film, you you have this kind of good versus evil stuff going on. That's kind of like we know how this is gonna, we know we know from the get go how this is gonna wrap up, and we kind of have this B plot of Dave kind of trying to chirps this girl, and like his way to impress a girl is locking them in a cage. Well, uh, yeah, well, uh, yeah, they're locking them in a cage that gets shocked with electricity, whilst it plays like whilst the electricity manages to play um, Stevie Wonder, "Superstition" by Stevie Wonder, and then yeah. I had to Google it. The, the other song is a song by um, One Direction, but it's like the creep 
Like more than anything, Dave's just a bit of a creep, isn't he? He's a bit of like a yeah, he's a weirdo. He's a bit of like a a stalkery type, like a fe- fancy juice since I was ten, <laughs> 10 years old. Like he, he, even this film, they're like with continuity. You you know you're not enjoying something when you pick up on weird continuity things because it's supposed to be his tenth birthday when he pisses his pants. Supposed to be his twentieth birthday when they come out of the ashtray. But one of the first things he says to, uh, I think it is Balthazar, is like he says about the Grimlock or. He asked him about something, and Dave says, I don't remember. I was nine years old. <laughs> really? Yep. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Smashed out of the park on that one. It's a, it's, I, I don't know, because, like, when, when they come out of the... Um, well, basically, because he meets, he meets the girl, he's sort of, like, trying to, you know, he's fancy since she was, like, child um he meets her at like this like physics lecture because he's like mad into like physics and then like they walk out like afterwards and he's sort of like just being like a little bit too familiar letting her share the umbrella or whatever and then it seems that like the uh they're like satellites broken so he's like okay cool you know i'm a physics like guy i'll uh, I'll, I'll i'll fix that he gets it like fixed and then she's there like oh thank you like i don't know what i do about my music and then like that's why he plays that like one direction song in the Weird, like little. Did I say One Direction? I meant One Republic. I I, I do apologise. Just just as bad. (laughs) I can't imagine Harry Styles is going to be complaining too (laughs) much. But like, yes, I I I don't know. And she said, like, oh, you know, music is like it's like my one like getaway kind of thing. And he said, like, oh, I've never like thought about it like that way, or like you know, alludes to like that sort of mentality. And then he said, like. I've got that with physics. Like, you know, physics is my one, like, getaway from reality. And it's there, like, mate, but, like, I get that. Like, it can be a sort of, like, a thing which you're, you're mad into. But physics is, it's it's not an escape from reality. It's, <laughs> it, it's actually reality. <laughs> and, like, little does he know that he has actually got the biggest escape from reality coming in that, like, yeah. he's fucking, he's a magician. And, like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, like, I don't know. I just feel like this is like it's quite rushed, like especially in like storytelling wise. Like he goes from knowing absolutely fuck all, like throughout this, to knowing like to being like the biggest baddest fucking like magician sorcerer that anybody's ever seen. Like throughout the like we kind of see these scenes of like. They're very again textbook like scenes back back down in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles lair, him and like uh, Balthazar going through these, like t- t- telling him the, the spells and stuff like that. And I don't, I don't know. We don't get like I I think for for this kind of stuff, it's why I like the Harry Potters and stuff like that. Is you just get you kind of get that they, there is a history, like yeah, and and, and this like just kind of kind of tried to dump you all of the history in the first five minutes and you're supposed to just like absorb it absorb it and go oh that's fine then i'll just go with whatever else is presented to me whereas like i don't know and like the like yeah i know i keep saying about the thrust of this film but it's again it's i think it's quite lazy in that 
everybody's motive in this film is for love. Whether it's like the reason Horgarth is bad is he fancied um, Monica Belushi's character, Veronica, and she went with Balthazar instead. And like Dave's more caught up on like, it's, it's, it's quite frankly, like, I don't know. I don't know how horny he is, but like, if I was told by like a wizard, like, it's like you are a wizard. You are a wizard, and like, th- there's a there is a case of like life and death, and like, but not like, just your not just your life and death. Like you know, a, a sort of planetary wide life and death. Yeah, and you're going. Yeah, but I really want to get my willy wet. Mm, yeah, not really got your priorities straight. To be it's honest, it's like, come on, Dave. Like. Pull your wand out your ass and like get going. Like, do you sort this out? Like, I, I like, I'm not sure if you know much about like the history of where like the Sorcerer's Apprentice like comes from. Like, obviously, I'm afraid I know. So it's based on like an old, um, I believe he's a German composer. Um, it's like poem. Like and then, or no, it's from like a German poem, which then was yeah. So a German poem called "Der Schaulen." Uh, I fucking well, the the ah. the poet the po- <laughs> the poem is by Johann Wolfgang von Goethe, and it's from ni- uh, 1797, which in part inspired the music by Paul Dukas from 1987. Bloody hell. That was then used in the Disney, like, changed, like, adapted into the music for Fantasia in 1940, the, like, Walt Disney film. I'm not sure if you've ever seen it. Like, it's predominantly... Well, yeah, like... Predominantly, like, a musical, like, and, like, one of the sections within that is called The Sorcerer's Apprentice where Mickey Mouse kind of makes mops and, like, stuff like that dance, which we, we, we see in this film, right? Yeah, yeah. That, I think, to be I think that's a, that's a, I think that's a good sort of full circle little bit there. I, I quite like that. I didn't, I, obviously, I didn't, I didn't, I had no clue about that, but that's, uh, that's, that's quite nice. Yeah, fair play. Yeah, so there's like that, um, yeah, that, that scene is like a nice, like, throwback to that, and it's like, I don't know, like, that, that moment, like the tone, the, the that's the thing. The tone of this film's all over the place. Like that, that moment makes it seem like more of a broad comedy than it is because I, it takes itself really fucking seriously. I found like it, yeah, everyone's yeah. like, oh, you are all serious with witches, wizards, serious. Like Nick Cage, like again, I think one of his best moments. Is as Balthazar when he like pretends to be a policeman. Yeah, yeah. Well, so that's just after when um, that uh, the, the, the I can't remember his name, but when they're in Chinatown and they uh, that 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 guy like is basically kicking the fuck off, and he rubs his like he's got a belt on him, <laughs> and uh, and it, and, it, and it's like a dragon belt, and it and it, and it makes this uh, this dragon uh, which is being like walked through this obviously fake dragon being walked through uh, Chinatown come to life 
Um, so after that, you know, they 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 like play off and they're like, okay, look, look, because they speak to other policemen, they're there, like, look, guys, it's fine, you know, oh, these people are mad, you know, whatever. But I was thinking, like, what if there's not a fake dragon around? Like, what if there's just like, I don't know, a statue of a goat, and he's just rubbing his like his like belt or something? Would it make that that goat become like a mad like fire goat? I don't know. I don't like, and I don't know like when Dave's birthday is. Like, do, does it happen to fall on Chinese, Chinese New, New Year? Year, or or is this like kind of a racially insensitive view of like, ah, oh, go yeah yeah. As soon as you go through the arches in Chinatown, there's fucking big paper dragons all over the place, and people. Pete, do you know what I mean? And like fucking chop suey just slobbed at you. Like it's just very bizarre. Like again, a film that involves magic relying way too much on coincidence to like push the narrative forward. Because without that coincidental, it happens to be Chinese New Year and that being there, we wouldn't have had that scene. We wouldn't have had that massively expensive fucking scene with a massive cgi dragon and hundreds of extras and more confetti than the end of a coldplay concert there was an awful lot of confetti and i have seen coldplay and yeah that 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 um <laughs> that, 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 that that adds up that checks out yeah like i think like i remember i was reading earlier like that took days that shot that shot yeah full fucking cleaning up like and it's just it's insane. Like, but there are moments in this film. There are like set pieces that are re- really, really good. Like, I thought the car chase, for instance, is like it's quite fun and like there's a real good use of magic in that. Like, they can just ch- yeah. change their car into whatever they another want. another car. Yeah, like. Another little like what, what? Sorry, sorry, sorry. One one thing which again like sort of like wow me up about like this this a little bit. So he changes the car into a, another car, which is obviously a really really fast car. This guy's been like in a box for like what like a, like two thousand years. How does he know what cars like faster? Surely, like by his standards, he's just turned his car into like a really fast like horse or something. Well, I get, I get, I guess, I guess like. With, again, we don't know. We don't know anything about these magic people. We don't <laughs> yeah, know like true. how quickly they ingest like culture. Do they have the internet in there? Well, and the fact that like they go like Balthazar goes on about like being incognito, dresses dresses like he lives hundreds of years ago, and mm-hmm. has a car that looked like it would be like driven by the Luftwaffe. Like he's kind of yeah. got this like not well it's had it's a nineteen thirties uh Rolls Royce that is actually owned by Nick Cage. That is Nick Cage's Rolls Royce. Of course. Of course it is. Yep. I mean I I'm surprised and I'm even more surprised at why I'm surprised. Yeah, of course, that's so on brand. And I think he just wanted to be like I'm essentially playing what I've always wanted to be. I'm kind of this, like, shamanic man anyway. Like, I wish I could have these powers. I do wear, like, excessive amount of... If you see photos of Nicolas Cage in real life, he wears a lot of rings and, like, kind of does have the look of, like, a kind of... Yeah, 
a nouveau sh- shaman. Like that's what he calls yeah. his acting style, like a nouveau shamanic like style. And he kind okay. of he looks, he's got that look to him, but like it just felt like this was him just going like oh like like I don't know. It's it's this was just a really fucking expensive cosplay. <laughs> And it's like I don't, I don't, I don't think that's enough. I don't like. I don't think that's enough to warrant like to to that to warrant something that's like enjoyable for other people. And that, that like for me, it's kind of it's, it's it's annoyed me about this film in that like it could have like I don't know make something that like one isn't a cash in on the kind of like witch and wizard thing that was kind of like going on around the time, and two. Yeah. Don't be self-indulgent of like we want to do like oh Nick Cage wants to play a uh a, like a mystic so we'll do it no make something because it's gonna be fucking good and like especially I don't know especially in like the kids the kind of family film genre it kind of feels like a bit of a like a slap in the face almost yeah yeah especially because there has been as we've mentioned there's there's been so much sort of like good um output in that field like you know harry potters they were like well i, I don't know even if you don't like them they're objectively like magical in in a cinematic sense this just felt like it's like okay well no you isn't it kate it's nick cage living his uh his his fantasy wearing a rawhide trench coat which is like annoying for me because obviously like on the whole i, I like nick cage i just feel like this film is a misstep in that, like, one, it's, it, it, it isn't a good film, like, and I want to hope that it is, like, a swing and a miss, but, like, from, like, reading, it kind of does seem like more of a vanity project and, like, being like, how can I have a vanity project and it, like, be, hopefully be profitable, do you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's, yeah, sure. He's already working with like a director he's worked with twice before on the uh, National Treasure films, uh, like so. Like Jeremy, you know I it's kind of got that like incestuous, like but like uh, mm-hmm. ne- ne- yeah, nepotism going on, and it's a bit like oh, I can't like I don't know like through, and and I didn't feel like, I didn't feel angry like watching it. Like I just kind of thought like there, like there were moments was like this is. This is perfectly passable and just, yeah, it was. It's good. This is this is perfectly passable for like a uh, you know an afternoon and Channel Five is on the telly. Oh yeah, per, yeah, like a a Sunday, a Sunday hang hung over on a Sunday. This is on. Yeah. You don't really want to watch it, but if it's on the background, you're not going to get too pissed off. Yeah, if if like unless I know something's definitely on another channel. Mm-hmm. I probably won't skip over for at least 20 minutes. Do you know what I mean? And there is, <laughs> there is always something that like, within 20 minutes, there is something like equally like crazy, whether that be like Toby Kebbell's performance or just some kind of like weird, like, yeah, like back to that, like chase. Like I, I really like the idea of like the weird mirror world that they kind of, I thought that was sweet. I think that's the best sort of like concept in the film. So when, um, 
Drake Stone sort of meets uh, meets Dave for the first time with Horgarth. He he's in the he's in the toilet of that of the the uni after he's walked his uh, his 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 the the girl he fancies like to to her yoga class uh, and and matey boy um Horgarth like sets this thing up like in the mirror makes it go a little bit like wobbly and then uh you know they have a big fight or whatever Nick Cage comes in or sorry Balthazar comes in and then ends up putting him in there now that's that idea is like revisited and yeah it's I, I think it's actually pretty sick so they're driving along he made it's called a Hungarian mirror or something I think and he, hopefully, and, and, hopefully and, and, there's and, no uh no like offense caused to any uh Mirrors. Mirrors. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they're like, I don't know, when you go in, the, in, the, in this Hungarian mirror, basically everything's in reverse and you just can't get out of the, the mirror. And you, it doesn't explain what will happen, but Dave asks, are we going to die? Uh, and he says, no, not if we get out quick. It doesn't explain why you'll die if you're in this mirror world because it doesn't really seem like there's a time limit on it. <laughs> also, why has why Dave got his fucking dog in the car? And then where does the dog go? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, 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 I didn't miss that or anything, but like, I, I, I didn't, I didn't miss something like obvious, but like, I thought like there was an opportunity with, with the dog being there in the first place is, uh, was it Tank, the little bulldog? Yeah. Like, there's an opportunity for him to like be turned into a, uh, a, a big, big fuck off Brexit bulldog or something. <laughs> and like, I don't know. That's that, that's just a, an opportunity missed. And then it's just that, like, oh yes, it, it gets them out of the car at the end uh, when they, when whatever happens. And yeah, that's it. Don't really see the dog anymore, I don't think. Well, it's it's just bizarre because old Ho Garden's like big plan basically is to get Morgana back from like the Grimlock to open a portal to like just awaken the dead and just destroy the planet. And like I always, I always kind of like, I'm just baffled by this, like that as an end goal for anything. Yeah. Like I said, so like even if you've got like loads of like hate, like so that like, that much like like evil, I guess you're gonna. I don't know. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's it's gonna be like chasing the dragon, I suppose. It's like once you fucking like kill everyone, it's like oh, I've actually. You, you've got nothing else left to do once you've like raised the army of the dead. What are you going to do? You can't kill them. Well, yeah, and it's like who are the who are the like the final two people are uh, Horgarth and Morgana. That's it. It's like that's, that's boring, mate. Do you know what I mean? Like, kind of like yeah. I kind of get Thanos's thing of half 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 the universe makes sense. But like yeah. we'll get rid of everyone. It would just be two of us left and like a load of these zombies from the fucking catacombs. No thank you. And like Yeah. Their their like plan for it as well is like I don't know how they would have done this in the past because their plan relies heavily on making sure that like satellite dishes are all pointing in the same direction so Morgana can raise herself up. And just like throw fireballs between the satellite dishes to kind of create like this weird, like almost like I don't. I, it's not a pentagram. It's got like it's very much of that ilk, though, isn't it? Like, ooh, mm, like a bit but, like, it's a bit of a spooky shape. Spooky shape. So I ain't like, do you know what I mean? So you'd find like I don't know, a, a, someone who's listening to Marilyn Manson in, at school probably drawing 
scratching into the desk with a compass like yeah big time big time next to their sort of uh their, their homework diary slipknot s yeah and then and then and then and then at lunch breaks they're reading like i don't know like a a, a, a witchcraft book or they're like oh i've uh I really like Alistair Crowley's. Oh, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. That's that's great. Like, that's great. Like, please, 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 please do not pull the head off that pigeon. Uh, (laughs) They've got, yeah, I don't know. She she strikes me as a sort of person that if she she didn't sort of get locked in the Grimlock, she'd own um, one purple hoodie with like a wolf on it or something or like or something or something along them lines. Well, I think we've gone full circle and that she would be the person who would sell you a ring. Like, 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 it's it's quite weird actually. Like, um, after this record, I I I might take a photo for the listeners and and post it when this episode comes out. But um, I'll show you. Uh, I'm currently like living with my parents, and they have these like, like dragon and like 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 Merlin like little figurines in our bathroom. <laughs> um. Well, they, they were last time I checked. I'll, if if they've moved, I'll find out where they've gone and I'll take a photo still. But yeah, yeah. I do. Oh, maybe oh, spooky, spooky stuff. Like maybe, may, may, maybe that's what I don't know. Maybe my son could be. Maybe could, I'm Olivian. Could be. Yeah. But the 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 the, the prime the prime millennial. Um, yeah. Very, very bizarre. Like so, we kind of like go through all these like formulaic things of like I don't know. Ho Garden trying to like just steal everyone else's very just very like paint by numbers bad guy shit really isn't it mm-hmm. like and it's like classic like they've got the Grimlock oh no they've got the Grimlock oh no they've nearly got the Grimlock oh no the like the the the, the chips very much stack up against against like the protagonists basically like it, yeah, yeah. it looks like it's sure fired they're fucked and then it kind of i don't know like the the best friend as well massively un, un, underutilized like we see him maybe all of like two scenes i think it actually is it's it, well it's uh it's the initial scene where he's talking about being in the wolf pack and then it's the second scene when he's there like mate i really need you and he's he's sort of like you know chilling out with his his his, his girlfriend or whatever and uh and then, yeah, there's the follow-on scene where I think he might be driving a car or something, but I can't really remember what... He doesn't really have an impact on the last, like, bit. Well, yeah. Again, maybe he's maybe it's looking after the dog. I don't know. <laughs> and, like, they're kind of plan... They're, like, plan at the end. Like, it kind of... You see it coming a mile off. Like, Dave knows all this stuff about Tesla coils. They're doing stuff with regards to satellite dishes and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, of course, like that's gonna play a massive part in it. And it it, it yeah. does, right? He I like I don't know, yeah, like how like well, you you take the lead on this this kind of end battle. I just kind of find it quite so, underwhelming. So fucking uh what's her name? Uh What's the, what's the evil lady's name called? Morgana. Yeah, she's sort of like fr- like you know headbanging in the middle of this park, uh, and uh, Horgarth is 
he's sort of keeping an eye out for Cage. Cage gets a little bit closer to him, or, 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 or and then and then I, I, I can't really remember what happens with that. It seems a bit null. There's a bull. There's a they, they turn this massive like metal bull alive to chase Dave when he gets near, uh, and fucking. Yeah, I don't know what really happens to that bull. Like, does that disappear, or does it turn back into like stone or something, or is it? No, the bull is carried away by uh, the of massive, course. the massive like iron eagle. eagle. Like, like, like those videos you see on the internet of like a goat getting pulled off a cliff by an eagle. <laughs> it's just like that. And it kind of like, it, yeah, it all it like Morgana gets destroyed because Dave is that. Yeah, it's the pre millennial, and he's just like. He, He's got it like he he he's all of a sudden it's like under pressure he is a diamond in that like he well, is just shit hot and manages. Well, he he he, he brings out that, that that great line. So after because he he gets uh, he gets his his girlfriend to uh to sort of like kick one of the satellites so it just yes. goes all skew whiff and then 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 they can't raise the dead from like you know everywhere in the world it <laughs> seems uh, so. Like, what's that happen? She's there like, oh, my God, like, what's happening? He's there like, I'll add some science to your magic or something like real, re- a really bad line, worse than that somehow. But Yeah, really, really underwhelming. Oh, yeah, and he, like, just electrocutes her and then she just, like, disintegrates into dust. Like, again, ho- like, Horgas ending is just, like, really bad in that, like, you don't see what happens to him. He's off screen, and like the the moment I saw that, I was like, "They're gunning! They're gunning for a sequel. They are one hundred percent gunning for a sequel." Yeah, yeah, and big it's time. Just like, no, 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 mm. no, 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 no. Like, if if that was the case, they should have like really slowed down the pace and created like a nice, believable, interesting world, but, like. And given some sort of like digestible character development instead of their like, okay, so this happened with like wizards thousands of years ago. Yeah. Then there's this massive like really rushed montage, and now they're playing some like 2000 pop punk. <laughs> so, like, yeah, like, um, Balthazar nearly dies because Dave is like the fucking shit hot apparently wizard that he is. All of a sudden, he brings him back to life. And everyone gets what they want, basically. Like they, they, they get the girls. That, that, that again is like the thrust of what everyone wants in this. And it's just a bit like, oh, like, do you know what I mean? Like, can people actually do stuff for the good of other people? Like, Balthazar, stop thinking with your little floppy wand between your leg. And Dave, you should stop doing it as well, you dirty little prick. Like, it's just, I just like, come on, like, and it's like. That's it, really. That, that, that's the film. Like, they kind of. Yeah. Apart from, did you see? Did you see there was a post-credits scene? Oh, I didn't. No, I, I waited a little bit into the credits, and then I thought that there's probably not going because it looked like the Disney Plus uh, stream was ending too too soon. So obviously, they they had a sequel intended. What 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 was it? So again, like again, like if it was just this, it would have been quite nice because. First of all, you see the um, the hat that Mickey Mouse wears in Fantasia in like a under like a uh, bell jar, like in an office, oh. and you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then the camera the camera pans across, and we see Horgarth's hat that Dave had found in the park on the table, 
and then we see what can only be described as the very distinct silhouette of Horgarth coming past and taking his hat, and then bang, cut to black. So wait, wait, wait. So 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 Dave 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 took the hat. Dave Dave took Horgarth's hat. No, I think then... I think he just discards it. I think he. Just... Okay, okay. I don't know who who took that. After after spending this much time and this much effort to sort of you know you know stop evil kicking off anywhere and everywhere, you'd make sure that like the guy who was a massive catalyst for this was was done. Oh, definitely, definitely. But that's what makes this film just like stink of like like we we want a sequel, and it's like you don't you don't just get a sequel like. Because you want it, like you have to earn it, and by doing that, you make a decent film that's like engaging and like creating a world that people want to like want to go back to. Like again, it's very loosely, it's very loosely based on a song from a mu- like a musical that Disney had like eighty years ago. Yeah, and then on top of that, like it's kind of like rushed. It's yeah, I feel like I'm just repeating myself, but I can't, I can't. I just can't. I just can't like explain enough how kind of like it's just quite underwhelming for like what can be quite like a joyous and fun like genre. Like I, I'm very much into like what would be considered family films a lot of the time. Like, Mate, they're amazing. They're they're they're, they're great. They're like they're, I mean, they are literally enjoyable for all the family. Like if you leave all your pretense at the door, it's they're like, yeah, they're they're great. They're well, great fun. Well, even looking at like the same team, we we look at like the Nicolas Cage John Turtle Taub like team up. Like is it 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 works? Like the... is it have they have they only done National Treasures together? Yeah, but both of those both, they're great. Yeah, they're wicked. Because they set up a, a world that is like believable and i don't mean just because this is like uh magic that it's, it's unbelievable but like it's not convincing yeah it's not a convincing world like obviously the stuff that happens in national treasure is still like out of this world in a way and that like it's not that 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 wouldn't that wouldn't like that's not going to happen but you can like it's enjoyable enough, and the kind of thrust of the story is like, like believe, believable enough. Yeah, and the the world it's got it's it's it's, it's got substance and, and it's and it's engaging. And it's got charm. It's got charm. This yeah. this kind of like lacked charm, and it was like. Well, you say it lacked charm, but there is a there is a there is a, a uh, I wrote down a quote from when. Uh, uh, Balthazar first meets Dave and he's like telling him all about um, Horgarth and stuff. And he says, uh, don't like be careful or we'll turn you into a pig who just loves physics. If that's not charming, I really don't know what it is. <laughs> so I guess that is, that is the sorcerer's apprentice. But like, um, I get, yeah, I got a few questions to ask you before we wrap, wrap this show up. Cause this, uh, it's getting late and it's really fucking hot. It's really hot today. Have you like? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sweating. I I, op- I opened my window earlier, but then because uh, I've recently moved into a place where there's a um, there's a takeaway just below, which is still uh, still open. 
and uh, they play reggae really, really loud like, all the time. <laughs> and I, when, when I first moved in, I was like, oh, this is this is quite charming. This is quite nice. But now I'm there like going to sleep, just singing like, oh, oh, oh. And uh, that's getting a bit old. And I didn't really want that, anyone else to experience that against so, their will. So, yeah, before, before, before we wrap this up, um, I have... I have a scale in which I judge Nicolas Cage films normally. If all the answers, if like uh, all the answers favour more towards yes, tends to be but uh, uh, a good film. It, it, yeah, it's kind of, it's my personal scale. And I'm kind of like, uh, for those of you at home who don't know, like uh, I, I will be releasing the the data I'm collecting at some point in some weird way. Uh, but question number one. Right. Is does Nick Cage have bad hair? Does he have bad hair? Uh, yes, uh, absolutely. Well, is it out of ten? No, no, no. Just, just uh, yes or no, like straight up. Yes well, or no. Well, ten. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. He, he, he does. He's got very bad hair. He's got. I can't really think of a Nicolas Cage film off the. Of, you you might be able to, but I can't really think of a Nicolas Cage film where he's got worse hair. Uh, yes, I can. Next. Okay. Next is the one that uh, spawned that very famous photo that kind of circulated the internet for years of Nicolas Cage with like an eagle on his head. Um, okay. The the hair like the hair piece is out of this world. It's 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 is it? It's perfectly cheap and nasty and like looks all kind of bad. And yeah, it's probably the worst hair. I think I think I think I think his hair in, in, in this one just sort of like annoys me so much is <laughs> because it, it because it looks it looks so like realistically bad. Like it looks I I, I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. It yeah. And then my sec my second question of this is always Does Nick Cage have a, a mental voice? Is his like is the only thing mad with his voice? Like as you know, Vampire's Kiss, like that is that is a cage like where's that come from deadfall again a film where it's like where's he from um yeah i i don't think he's got a particularly mad voice he sounds a little bit sort of um predatory in parts but other than that like no 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 mad no no mad voice from me there and the third and final question that is always a like kind of something a lot of nick cage fans look for especially since he's become the kind of meme phenomenon that he is, is do we get a Nicolas Cage freakout in this film? A Nicolas Cage freakout. I'm trying to think of... Um, you can't really class sort of spawning confetti out of your hands as, as a freakout. No. Uh, you can't really class driving a car that was probably leased by Marilyn Manson as a freak. I don't think you can get no, I don't think that you can you can pull a freak out of this film. He seems pretty he seems pretty one dimensional all the way through. Um there's 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 no sort of uh peaks or troughs in his uh in in, in, in his output. Well like since I've been like using this scale and it's something at some point I will like revisit his earlier films and test them by this scale. Is it tends to be that if the first answer is yes, so like, does he have bad hair? It's normally bad hair, like no crate, like 
no no crazy for no well no it kind it tends to be that the last two if one of those is yes we've got a good we've got like a goodie on our hands do you know what I mean we've got something we we've got something we've we've got like a bit of meat like whether that might be like a mandy freak out like that is like it's got the mother like a mother of all like nick cage freakouts like but his voice is fine and his hair is fine um but there's other films like like vampires kiss like as much as again it's it's kind of joked about and stuff like that freakouts left right and center in that film all the time more freakouts than not mad voice very very oh. mad voice sometimes mid freak out i would say like a highly enjoyable film like i think it like swung for like it, that's a film that feels like it swung and missed, basically. It wasn't setting out to, like, I don't know. It kind of, it wanted to do something, but didn't, it did it. yeah, it's kind of like an Icarus. It flew, it, it just kind of didn't get where it wanted to go. But, like... Yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, the films that seem to be, like, the most, like, I don't know, like, ones I tend to not enjoy are the ones that, like, just seem a bit lacklustre and just, like, Nick Cage is phoning it in. I'd very much say, considering, like, reading the background that this was his idea and, like, um, just kind of he's got that affinity for the kind of mystic world that, like, he didn't give it a bit more oomph. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, to be honest, if 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 you didn't tell me that uh, that he was the one who sort of um, it was his idea and he put like loads of money into it, I would have put money I did on. Say, I did say he put he money into for it. A... Oh, so, sorry, sorry. Okay, well, I, I I think he I think he might have been one of the producers, maybe. But yeah, I don't know. If 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 I didn't think that this was his idea, I would have definitely thought he did this for a for a fat wedge. And that's the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, great. So that is the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Um, Max, before before I let you go, do you have anything you want to like shout out to the uh, uh, like listeners? Do you want to plug anything, whether that be uh, your yeah your, the new the new record label you're you're, you're running or any anything like that? Well, I'm um, yeah, I'm putting out uh, put, putting out a couple couple cassettes. Uh, it's called Ugly Twin Records. It's at Ugly Twin Rex R E C S on uh, Twitter. And Adam, who's in one of the bands Dribbler, who uh, who who I'm putting out there, um, he he's sorting out the Instagram for it at the same handle. Uh, what else am I doing? Um, I'm going to be going on one daily exercise every day. So if anyone wants to join me for that, that'll be uh, that'll be that'll be quite good as long as you stay two meters apart. Other than that, you know, see you online, guys. See you on the URL before I see you in the IRL. So there you have it, guys. Another one bites the dust. Sorcerer's Apprentice was a bit of a stinker. So to wrap things up with the Anagram Hunters Anagram. There are nicer prospects in watching The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Uh, there's many. There's probably uh, Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief, The Vampire's Assistant, or any of the Harry Potter films. Uh, you'd get a much more of a magical and fantastic ride than this. I just think 
I don't know, it's a bit of a swing and a miss with this one. And it had all the potential to be great, but didn't quite cut the mustard. So, as always, you can keep up to date with what the Cagedian Podcast is doing on Twitter, Facebook, at Caged In Pod. You can go on Patreon as well. I have a Patreon account. There's many different rewards from small things like joining the Cotton Club, the Caged In-based um, chat group where we can discuss ideas and things that you want to kind of see on the episodes or any of the interviews I'm doing. If you have any cool leads or suggestions of who I could speak to, you can always catch me on there. Um, and there's far more crazy things. So on some of the higher tiers, you can get yourself a T-shirt. You can, um, I think, for something ridiculous, I will come to your house and record an episode. I, I, I will fly to wherever you are in the world. But you've got to, you've got to give me a lot of money for that one. And I think it's something like $70 or £70. I will call you up and read the Declaration of Independence to you. So if that's something that feels like, oh, what is my life missing is a stupid Englishman reading me the Declaration of Independence, then go on over to Patreon and sign on up. Join me next week as I talk to my good old friend Joe Gardner of the Tonight With podcast, where we will be discussing something that seems like there's a bit of a theme of what's going on in Nick Cage's career at this moment, because we'll be talking about Season of the Witch, and this is a bit of a packed lineup. So we have Cage, Rob Sheehan, Ron Perlman, and the great Stephen Graham in what looks like a medieval witchcraft epic. I look forward to speaking to you then. I've been Petra Pat Silvers. I've been caged in. You guys have been fantastic. Keep caged in at home. We're all caged in at the moment. Stay safe. I love you. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary. Not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, 
home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Coppola Connections, A Drip Town Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.